Welcome to the USMLE Step 2 Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rajani Kata, author of Success on the Wards, and in this podcast, I share clinical cases with targeted teaching points. This podcast is not affiliated in any way with the National Board of Medical Examiners, and cases and teaching points are not meant to serve as an official study guide or medical guidance. I've been a faculty member for over two decades, and during that time, I've advised hundreds of residency applicants. I know how important standardized test scores are, but I always emphasize to my students that they're just one piece of the puzzle. It's very important to learn how to succeed and do well during your time on clinical rotations, not only because of grades, not only because of your educational experience, but also because that forms the foundation for your letters of recommendation and for the comments that go into your dean's letter. If you'd like to learn more about how to succeed in the residency match, you can sign up for a free 100-page excerpt of my book on our website, thesuccessfulmatch.com. I want you to picture yourself in the emergency room. The ambulance brings in a 55-year-old white male. He was on set, he's an actor, he was on set rehearsing and he developed a sudden onset of severe chest pain. On exam, he's nauseous, he's diaphoretic. He describes the severe pain. He also has pain on his back. He does have a long history of hypertension and he has a negative family history for heart disease. His blood pressure at the time that you examine him is 180 over 100. Now, I want you to picture yourself in the emergency room with this patient. Let's start with the first question. What do you believe is the most likely diagnosis? After that, we're going to move through history, physical, lab test, and treatment. So let's start with that most likely diagnosis. And in this case here, we're giving you an example of an aortic dissection. And I want you to picture yourself in the emergency room with this patient and realize how easy it would be to think that this patient was actually having a heart attack. This patient I mentioned was an actor, and this case is actually based on the famous actor, John Ritter, who was famous from his work in Three's Company. And this case was really shocking. After he was in rehearsals for uh, a sitcom that he was acting in, he went to the emergency room and the physicians there presumed that he was having a heart attack and treated him with anticoagulants. He died later that night. And in response, his widow, the actress Amy Yazbek, brought medical malpractice lawsuits against multiple people. And in fact, two of the physicians involved in this case went to a jury trial where the asked for damages were $67 million. And I think we have to ask ourselves, what would you do if you were in the emergency room with a patient like this? 
So first of all, let's look at the history. And the big clue here was the sudden onset of chest pain and that it was radiating to the back. So that right there is a clue to aortic dissection. It's not absolute. And we like to say that patients don't read the textbooks. So in fact, even though this patient had pain that was in the back, we know that that can happen with myocardial infarctions as well. But a lot of times it's not quite so clear cut. An additional risk factor here in the history that you might have picked up on was that he had a history of hypertension. Now again, that could be related to multiple conditions, but that was a potential clue. Now, when you think about aortic dissection, the way I've heard it described, which I thought was really good, is that you have a tear in the tunica intima, the inner lining of the aorta, but that tear can begin very similar to how you might tear fabric. So there might be just a defect in the fabric, or in this case, a genetic defect in the connective tissue. So other clues in the history might be something such as Marfan's or Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Beyond genetic defects, there might also be a slow but persistent pressure being put on that inner lining. And that's why one of the major risk factors for aortic dissection is the presence of hypertension. And it typically occurs in, you know, the classic patient is somebody between the ages of 50 and 55. Another reason that you might have a tear in that lining is acute trauma. So you might also hear about a patient who was in a car accident, let's say, or sustained some other type of severe chest trauma causing an acute aortic dissection. Other risk factors, um, bicuspid aortic valve might be something else to look for. Now let's move to physical exam. If you were a medical student in the emergency room and you were thinking about this, what is one quick physical exam finding that you could immediately test for? Well, the answer is an asymmetric blood pressure reading in the arms. So you would check blood pressure in one arm and you would compare it to the other arm. Asymmetry in those findings could be a clue, again, to aortic dissection. Now let's move on to laboratory tests or imaging findings. If the question were to ask you what is the best initial test, the answer would be chest x-ray. Now. A chest x-ray is not a highly sensitive test in this, but you could get a chest x-ray at the bedside really quick, and if it showed a widened mediastinum, that would be something that would alert you to this possibility. If the chest x-ray was negative, it would not rule out this condition. Again, chest x-ray is not a very sensitive test. So let's move on to the next question, which is what is the most accurate test? Well, the most accurate test would be an angiogram. In clinical practice, that may not be an option for you, so you need to be aware of three other tests that could be used. All three of these are considered equivalent in terms of sensitivity and specificity. The first would be a CT angiogram, the second would be an MR angiogram, and the third would be a transesophageal echocardiogram. 
So those would be three other tests that you could perform to make this diagnosis. Now, let's go on to treatment. What would be the best initial treatment? Well, if you think about aortic dissection, what you wanna do is remove those shearing forces from that tear in your aorta. So your first step is to bring that blood pressure down. So the best initial treatment would be a beta blocker. That beta blocker is going to help decrease those shearing forces. Right after that, you're going to use nitroprusside. Nitroprusside is not something that there's a lot of indications for, but it's perfect in this setting because what it does is it does a great job at vasodilatation. So you're just going to dilate all those blood vessels, bring that blood pressure down. Now, you, why do we not use it first? Well, you wanna use the beta blocker first because as soon as you get the nitroprusside, you're going to have a reflexive tachycardia that occurs. That's why you need to have that beta blocker first. Now, if the question was, what is the best treatment, not just the initial treatment, but the best and most definitive treatment, of course, it's going to be surgical correction. After the patient undergoes surgical correction and the patient goes home, what else do you need to do? You need to talk to family members because if one family member has experienced this, that's an indication that other family members might be at risk. So just to recap, history, patient with sudden onset of chest pain rating to the back, perhaps a history of hypertension, perhaps a history of connective tissue disorders, or perhaps a history of sudden acute chest trauma. Physical exam finding, asymmetric blood pressure measurements. Imaging slash lab tests, well, the best initial test is a chest x-ray because you can get it quickly and you're looking for that widened mediastinum, but it's not a very sensitive test. The most accurate test would be an angiogram. In terms of treatment, you're going to go immediate beta blocker followed by nitroprusside, a vasodilator, and the most definitive treatment is surgical correction. Unfortunately, the actor John Ritter, as I mentioned, died. Afterwards, his widow took the funds that were received from a settlement from the hospital and started the John Ritter Foundation to bring awareness to the possibility of aortic dissection. The two physicians who were sued when it went to a jury trial were found non-negligent. So it was believed that even though they did not perform a chest x-ray in the emergency room, that it would not have impacted the ultimate outcome. In an interesting uh, post finding, John Ritter's older brother did then undergo imaging and was found to have his own aortic aneurysm and had successful surgical correction of that. 